Hey, Geekscapists, welcome to our brand new Geekscape podcast. I'm Jonathan London, your host. And if this is your first Geekscape, well, where have you been since like 2006? Have you been listening to the feed? How many of y'all are original subscribers from back in the day? I got to tell you, um, I've been doing a lot of work in the storage unit. Some of y'all saw on social media the, the photo I posted of my comic book collection. That's two thirds of my comic book collection, all collected in a brand new storage unit. And it's psycho. Um, I don't know what to do with them. I will take any suggestions from anybody who has experience selling off their comic book collections. Am I selling off my comic collections? I don't know, but I'd like to be ready to pivot. If need be, I will, I will tell you what, there are close to 80 boxes of comics in that storage unit. I've got more comics than some of the stores here in Los Angeles. That being said, uh, am I ever going to reread them? Maybe, maybe not. But you guys saw the, the photos. Some of y'all said it looked like Mar-a-Lago. I called it Nerd-a-Lago because it looks like, I mean, I'm not keeping them in legal boxes like the Mar-a-Lago documents. They are in proper comic boxes bagged and boarded um but there's a lot of them and i honestly don't know what to do with them uh some of you watching on facebook twitch or youtube might be thinking hey wait 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 where is the office well the office the office is uh filled with pots and pans if you are here in southern california or you've been watching the news you know we've been getting torrential rains and floods so uh in the office there are like pots and pans all over the ground because we got a leak and uh we found it and we put the pots and pans down and then the leak was like, I think I'm going to go over here and over here. Uh, trust me, the landlords have been like made aware of the leak. The famous ones here in the hallway, which is great when your boy has insomnia and he goes to the couch in the middle of the night to read some comics. Uh, what do I got here by the bed, by the couch? I got this one. Um, Y'all read this? Do a power bomb. This one's great. Daniel Warren Johnson. I've been reading that one again. And, um, your boy is stepping into pots half full of water <laughs> in the middle of the night, not watching. I mean, the floods are real here in Southern California, and I hope you all stayed safe. Uh, I actually ventured out in it last night. Uh, the San Francisco, not San Francisco, the Santa Fe Inter- International Film Festival had like a an LA alumni screening, and they played my short again from a few years ago, uh, my old short El Rey, which. You guys were a part of it. We shot it way back in 2006. It actually predates Geekscape by a few months. Uh, shot the short. Uh, started doing projects for other companies. The short sat on a hard drive until 2020 when we all sat in a pandemic and nobody was really doing anything. So I brushed off the hard drive, put it in there, and um, and there we go. Uh, we finished the movie, put it out in 2022, and it is a trip to see something that uh, some of the scenes we shot in 2022 uh, and in like a cut, you go from uh, 2006 to 2021 and it's just awesome. The magic film and and it's cool that the audience still likes it, that people still want to play it. Another side effect though of going out in the rain in the cold is maybe you're hearing my voice and you're like, well, it doesn't sound too good. Nah, whatever it's really green outside Los Angeles, but that also means that whatever is blooming and kicking up those allergies, I think I described it when I was off camera, so I might as well give it to you. It sounds, it feels like a swamp thing has been trying to impregnate my face with pollen. I am so completely allergic to whatever's out there. So I've been taking stuff and it has just got me wrecked. I'm feeling good though, because I took some medication. We got a, a pretty good uh, show for you. Uh, I got two DJs here. I'm not even going to try and pronounce my Cuban friend. Uh, he's on there. But uh, you guys remember DJ Wooldridge. He was on the show a few months ago. Uh, he was awesome. And if you don't know his podcast, you should. I love hearing this guy talk opinions about the latest news, interviews, and pop culture stuff. And he brought along his friend. I'm going to go for it. Daniel Leva, who is a uh, an actor in this brand new project they got called Gunplay. You can kickstart it. It's a three-part kind of triptych short film. They all intertwine. Three short films, they all intertwine, and it's up on Kickstarter. It's got some proof of concept footage you can see on there. It's got a lot of incentives. We're going to talk our way through making that kind of Pulp Fiction crime style uh, short piece. Uh, it's a, No, it's going to be a full film. You put three shorts together, 
if it's over 80 minutes, that's longer than Dumbo. It's a feature film. We're going to talk about that when we get back. I hope you guys are awesome. Let's play the credits. And if you guys are watching live, uh, drop it in the comments. Okay. Let's, let's do some Geekscape. Awesome Geekscapists. Here we are with a brand new Geekscape. Uh, we got the double DJs waiting in the wings to talk about Gunplay, their brand new series of short films that you can help uh, kickstart. Got to tell you, when your mom told you not to go playing in the rain, she was serious. You're going to catch a cold. Is that what she said? Yeah. We should have listened because yesterday when I went out and played in the rain to go see my film, uh, it was crazy how many people actually came out in the Rain to see those short screen. Um, was it worth it? I don't know. It's, good. it's always good to see people watch your stuff. Uh, but dang, did I wake up this morning like, Rah. and this weekend, I actually, uh, my friend Kevin McCaffrey was in town. You guys are like, what? He, he did a Geekscape years ago. He was my co-host in college radio. Yeah, I've been doing this since 1997. Why would a nationally like, recognized radio station like WXPN put teenagers on the airwaves i don't know but they did and we abused it and it was so good seeing kevin again he's he's thinking about moving back to the states and i can't wait for him to move back in the states and maybe we'll collaborate again um i was this old when i did college radio here i am <laughs> so if you're watching this i'm holding up a picture that i found in my uh retetrising of the office and trying to get things from harm's way not get rain on it and uh, i found this picture of me a uh, little little mexican boy right there with the buck teeth uh yeah if you're listening on on audio too bad you don't get to enjoy that but uh the one thing i do want to ask you guys watching on live real quick is we have like three facebook streams going right now there's the the one going to my personal page there's the one going to geekscape forever that's a that's a a group and then there's one going to the geekscape page which one do you watch on? If I were to consolidate the Facebook live stuff, which one should I snip? Right? Like, uh, like I work for the TVA and Loki and I'm going to snip one of the realities, which of the Facebook lives should I get rid of? Wait, what do you watch this on? If you're watching on Facebook, which one do you watch this on? And how do I slowly herd y'all into one Facebook? stream so that i don't know so you guys can hang out better and you know talk to each other i like the facebook forever group no the geekscape forever group on facebook that's what i like all right enough of the business let's talk to my boys dj1 that's dj woldridge and dj numero dos that's daniel which i didn't get that right either you you say it i dare you to say your own name (laughs) daniel leva daniel Leva, that's way I just I just I just impersonated you. That's all I did. Then just do that. Then the whole time, and you'll. Set, you know? But you yeah, gotta be like you Leva. You gotta say it like you're demanding something of somebody, like you're putting a finger in their chest. Yeah. Because oh, if you say oh, it like, oh, you know my, you know my friend, like, oh, you say it casually, oh, my friend, Donna Leva. <laughs> you like have to change. You have yeah. to change like affect yeah. to say it properly. You'll get a, You'll get a that every time you talk to somebody about me. But, I, you know. They'll be like, who are you talking about? And I'll be like, oh, you know my friend. Don't leave him. Yeah. 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 He's great. Like you're, yeah. like you're grabbing him by the collar and shaking money out of him. Yeah. Yeah. Don't leave him. But you go, usually go as DJ. and But now you can't go as DJ. Why? Because DJ Woldridge is directing this yeah. this piece, the gunplay. Our, uh, our uh, amazing writer-director 
is uh yeah he goes by dj so once we get on set we'll have we'll fight about it we'll have a we'll have a you know we'll arm wrestle no 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 no, no, no. there's too much too much going on at set don't don't come on guys like you know when you get on set it's all about focus about having the team together everybody refer to me as mr director that's how don't do that everything up um this is what we're gonna do we're gonna settle it here who wants the d and who wants the j one of you guys get the D and one of you guys get the J and both of you guys are like, I don't want the D. No, you both want the D. Um, who gets it? One of you guys is D and one of you guys is J and I think that settles it. I think uh, we need to do one of those like uh, Dragon Ball Z uh, fusion dance. And just... All right. Yeah. We got time. I see our brains were thinking in two I was thinking of like the, you know, you know, the little... Yeah. Uh, the little yeah. thing, that, the, the little folding thing where you say... Yeah, uh, which my mommy's and you, you exactly. go back and, and forth. Whoever, thing. And whoever picks, that's what we get. But yeah. I like so much better the the DBZ fusion dance. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. yeah. I think we do that and uh, yeah. let us know how it goes. Yeah. The only, the only issue with that is that we're gonna need a couple platforms for me because DJ one is like okay. seven foot twelve and okay. DJ two is like four eight. So like the height that, you know, it'd be really, I'd be like reaching way up and he'll be like down, but we got it. Yeah. Daniel, you were, I'm trying to say it with force. Uh, you're not a tall person. How tall are you? Five. In eight. reality. You're five, eight. So it's yeah. not, not, not bad. I mean, but uh, you're an Olympic gymnast. Yeah. And, and our yeah. most Olympic gymnasts, uh, we've seen them in, in the female competition. We've seen them in the male competition, but always the cameras always, you know, are they, are they regularly a little shorter than average or I, yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't call you shorter than average, but like, yeah, I mean, I would call me shorter than average. I, here's the thing. I was of the taller people. In my, sure. So I went to two Olympics. In 2012, I was like by far the tallest. And then 20 representing the U.S. or yes. Cuba, yeah, you have dual citizenship or no, no, no. Just does that exist? Because they yeah, hate yeah, each other for sure. Okay, because they, okay. <laughs> they hate each other famously. Because communism. Famously. Yeah, yeah. Famously. Let's go. yeah. Okay. So well, I mean, well, I, I know that the my 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 friends who have gone as U.S. citizens to Cuba did it as students, and they had to like do this yeah. and that to go to, to Cuba. Um, but you went as a U.S. Olympian, yeah, to two Olympics, yeah, and you were one of the taller people, yeah. And uh, like of the states of the United States, or like period, were you just like walking around the locker room being like, "What's up, Shorty"? <laughs> I mean, amongst the gymnastics community, I am you know of the taller guys. There's people that who are still taller than me, of course. Sure, they're, you know they're regular human size. Uh, I, I, but I was like, I was like, wow. And then when I went into the real world, especially acting especially like doing like commercial acting when you get called it. And it's like very much like La La Land when you walk in and like everybody's True. taller and hotter than you. I had yeah. so many of that. I was like, oh, cool. Okay. So I got, I got it. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but now when was that, that you went from, because I'm, I'm guessing like, talk to me because I just read that story on Mary Lou Retton and how she couldn't afford health insurance. Did you hear that story? Mary Lou yeah. Retton was straight up on a Wheaties box. She was, like the girl next door in the eighties, she was the, um, the she was the face of American gymnastics, and then yeah. you hear a story recently that she had to like she couldn't pay for health insurance, and she was starting to have medical issues later. And you know, I mean, she's in her fifties, sixties now, and like yeah. she was having issues. She got through divorce, this and that. Like some stuff took her money, but holy crap, how was so, that transition to acting? I mean, I think so. I think that the. The interesting part is that like now in this in this new era of I guess social media and how it has been kind of like intertwined with essentially everything but especially sports there is more opportunity to make money but like being an Olympian is the furthest thing from being lucrative unless you're like insanely famous like somebody sure. like Michael Phelps or Simone Biles, Ali Raisman, you know, even Laurie Hernandez, but even still like they kind of they kind of found way more financial financial success outside of gymnastics, you know what I mean? Like while I was training, you I have had to have the endorsements. You have to have all that stuff and like Yeah. Yeah. I remember and, and... my brother when he was in the WWE was doing really well 
with Vince McMahon, it was hard as hell and they, they treat yeah. you like a meat grinder and none of us yeah. really enjoyed watching him go through that all yeah. those years. And Vince McMahon, I, I gotta say is whoops, <laughs> like <laughs> too fucking bad, pal. Um, goes around, comes around and, uh, and there's just stories that you hear and there's more stories yeah. and maybe they'll come out, but holy shit. And then, and then when that's over, like I think Paul went to you. You can us know this better than I do. He did uh, El Rey Network over Robert Rodriguez. The they did like that lucha thing. Yeah. And then they, so and then after after a while, like I love my brother, but he, you know he's starting a wrestling school in Southgate, and he's got cl- lessons and, and students, and it's great. But it's awesome. But it's touch and go when you're yeah, an athlete <laughs> and you slowly move your way into the regular people life like me. Yeah, I mean I so. I did have health insurance while I was on the team, while I was on like mm-hmm. the national team and stuff. But then as soon as I retired, which I retired right after the Olympics in 2016, I think it, I think I had health insurance for like maybe a year. But then after that, I hadn't had health insurance until um, May of 2022. And the only reason why I got health insurance is because I actually joined Cirque du Soleil. So now I'm part of Cirque du Soleil. And then i I get benefits oh through them. Yeah. Yo, and, and and they will in the U.S. government wants you to have health insurance, and they will ding you. Yeah, yeah. if you do not have like your league yeah. geekscapist, if you do not have health insurance, and we are we have to buy our own health insurance. This is insane. Um, well, you were like, I I I know how to make a solid living. I'm going to go into acting. Yeah, well, I mean, so are you? I, I knew I wanted. I knew I wanted to be an actor. <laughs> Even right. while I was still training, like even when I was a little kid, I just never did anything because like I, I was always told that I couldn't veer from my focus. That was gymnastics, which is incorrect, you know, but it, it is. You wanted it. to do them. Do you think that there is a world where you could have done them parallel, not to make a reference to gymnastics, but to do them in do both hilarious. careers where where there's an amount of gymnastics going on and i mean fuck you were at the olympic level that's demanding as hell and i <laughs> and they were putting you through it yeah. uh beyond just endorsements and holding up a, a cereal box like <clears throat> actual acting like you're doing here in gunplay and geekscapes we're gonna get to that um uh, how would you make room for the classes for the networking for the right showcases? so that that as the actual like work aspect of what it is to be an actor i don't think you can do together but i think that there is definitely a lot of room to do all of the prep like to take the classes to learn to really like inform yourself what it means to be an actor and like just inform yourself about the industry about cinematography and directing and editing and writing even if you're not going to be those things that's kind of what i've been doing for the past since 2016 learning everything there is to learn about the industry to make myself a better uh, performer, all around mm-hmm. performer, you know, because then, especially when we, when, when the majority of us actors will do indie films, do indie projects. And the best thing that we can do is honestly just have an understanding of like what is needed on set, because then everybody can be working way more efficiently and we can be on time and we can be under budget or on budget. And then it'll end up being a better project because if we need something else, then we can get it because we can afford it. Because like I said, we've, we've done the thing we've worked efficiently and you know, and it, I, I guess it's just more things like, Hey, they're setting the light up over here. Well, just being Let's, a better collaborator, being a more exactly. conscious aware collaborator for sure. Exactly. You don't want exactly. Tom Cruise yelling at you. <laughs> But you don't, that's you don't been, want that. yeah, I'm that's kidding. been my, that, but it's true. That's been my absolute favorite part about being an actor, being a performer, is that whole aspect of collaborating. Because as a gymnast, although there was at there, there was an aspect of it, but at the end of the day, no matter what, it's literally just you on that event doing your routine, and that's it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like people can be like, and is yeah, there creativity there? I mean, there's got to be creativity there and storytelling there that translate. I know that speaking for my brother, he loves the storytelling of, of wrestling. And like, yeah. and I, I see it. I'm like, okay, okay. I mean, I, I see it. I see the beats. I see the yeah. turns and that stuff. I think it's, he's a great storyteller, but is that part of what you're doing as well as creating the, the storytelling in your routine? I'm no, honestly. And the only reason why I say no is because like everything, it's such a subjective sport and everything has to be, damn near perfect that you know what i mean it's like 
there, you can't, there's creativity in the aspect of like everybody's routine is going to be very unique or at least sure. as unique as they are capable of doing. But you do the thing, you know, like you have to, it's a very like old school mentality still. You have to follow very specific rules. You have to mm. hit the specific marks. Wrestling is cool because there is a lot of improv in it and, and like you have to think on the fly and it's awesome. Which by the way, one of the people that I work with in the show, the Cirque show, he was also in the WWE. He's, Who is his, it? His name was, um, uh, his real name is Barry Griffiths, but his Mason Ryan, Mason Ryan. Paul would maybe, I mean, if I, my brother would probably be like, oh, I know Mason. You know, yeah. I some good, yeah. Huge. Barry and I, oh man, we were at a wing stop once and uh, yeah. like he has all these stories like that. And yeah. I had to tell you what, what you're saying is true in Geekscape is we'll, we'll segue into a gunplay like this. The reality of making a movie is hard. Um, I literally was in a conversation today with someone looking for an amount. I'm not going to say the dollar amount. Um, but it's an indie. They were in one of the highest grossing movies this year. as an actor. They were in Marvel stuff. Mm-hmm. The good Marvel. I mean, the good Marvel stuff, like the stuff oh, that, yeah. that you were like, I like the, the infinity yeah. stuff. Uh, I like all, I like, Hey, listen, 12 year old Jonathan, this kid right here in the Mickey Mouse shirt that I'm holding up in camera. He's just happy to be having comic book movies. You know, I'm there on Valentine's for Madame Webb. Why? Because I just love comic book movies. I never thought in a million years would have these things, but, this this actor wants his script to come to life that has nothing to do with capes and superheroes. And to do that, he has to go the indie route. And yeah. and what's crazy is they were this is on text. They were like, hey, I, I texted them because I met somebody last night who's looking to finance stuff in a certain bracket financially. Uh and I and I texted them and they said, Did you just psychically do this? Because we were at the Saturn Awards and we said Jonathan would be a good person to hit up about X. And I'm like, oh, we were thinking about each other, which is great and kismet. And it's awesome. They've been on the show, Geekscape. As you can do some research back in the feed and see who I'm talking about. But that being said, like when you go indie, as my my friend DJ Woolridge, maybe you've heard him, uh, is going here with this gunplay thing. It's hard. It's really hard, and that's why we are here on Geekscape to talk to the Geekscape is about helping DJ, who we love, who had a great Geekscape a few months ago. Um, raise some money for this gunplay thing. So now I, I'm sorry, DJ, uh, uh, Daniel was new. So I had to talk to Daniel, mm-hmm. <laughs> DJ one, and I had a uh, DJ two, and I had to talk to him about this fascinating life he's had as a, <laughs> as an Olympian. Um, and I will pause only to say that I think that I have a solution to mirror both the gymnastics and just listen to me. I got this. Uh, when you guys are done with gunplay, when, when it's a rousing success, you guys have gone to like fantastic fest with this and played at like Fantasia and all these cool genre film festivals and all this stuff. I know that you daydream about this stuff and it's going to happen. And Geekscape is you're going to help them get there on Kickstarter. You're going to search for gunplay and help. Them. You're you're going to follow this up. I, I can help with the next project. And, and, and D, you're ready. for You're, you're like perfect for this. It's going to marry gymnastics and acting and filmmaking. It's called Gymkata 2. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we're gonna do a sequel to Jim Cotta. Wow, with you as the star. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you yeah. think? I'm just pitching you, man. On the Here's fly. The, my favorite scene. Jim Cotta too. And Geekscape, you gotta know what Jim Cotta is. I haven't seen the entire movie. I but I've seen the scene where in the middle of nowhere, all of a sudden, there's a pommel horse in the middle. It, it, it's a fountain street. in Town Square. And Geekscape is. <laughs> it was. It was. And he recently died. So like. I, oh, you know, Kurt, uh, what was the name of this, this wrestler or the, this gymnast? Wait, I don't want to say Kurt, Kurt Angle because he's, he's Kurt Thomas. So Kurt Thomas, Geekscapist, was Marilou Retinera, mid eighties. He was a handsome gymnast and some Hollywood producer, you know, right around the time that like no retreat, no surrender, right before like Van Damme and all these guys started popping off as, as karate martial arts guys doing well and making movies. Somebody had the idea of let's take Kurt Thomas the gymnast and let's put him in a movie where he's doing martial arts, but it's really gymnastics and it's called Jim Kata. And it's in it, Geekscape is if you're into like the hunger games, maybe just watch the hunger games, but plot wise, it's very similar to Jim Kata where they take the, the gymnast and all these different fighters from the world and they put them in like a race to, I don't know, some, some series of, you know, there are people hunting them, whatever like hunger games. 
And the ending, it, like like you say, D, is in a town, like a Eastern European town. And in the town square is a fountain that looks like a concrete pommel horse. And he gets on that pommel horse and starts kicking people's asses. And everybody's immediate logic is just like, nice, let's face first. Let's <laughs> run at him. The best guy who gets kicked in the face in that one is a dude who, for some reason, has a mask on the back of his head. Incredible. And when he gets kicked in the face, he goes face first, actual face, into a wall. And, and so the mask reveals itself. And you see the mask sliding down the wall because he's dead. Jim Cotta, two. Mm-hmm. Are you in or are you out on this? I'm idea? in. I'm in 100%. I We're just not doing like with that DJ. It can't just be two, Jim Cotta, two. I think you had got to call it Jim Cotta, 2000. Like, really? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, like uh, to embrace the spirit, I feel we like. We have to. We have to. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. Hollywood's been doing something different, though. They've been yeah. doing, listen to this. The, what about this one? This is a nice alternate. <clears throat> Jim Cotta Legacy. Legacy, the classic. Yeah. <laughs> one of the other ones That's that Hollywood's been one. doing. They yeah. say Legacy, two thousand, <clears throat> Rebirth, Rebirth. That's what I was going to say. Jim Cotta, Rebirth. Yeah. Have you That's seen that? Saying. There's a freaking poster for another Jurassic World movie coming in twenty five. Cool. Like, <laughs> did you see that? Like, I like you know. We, Just why? because you can doesn't mean you should. Isn't you know, what, you know what blows my mind. How many Jurassic Park movies have we had? What is it? Six now. Um, I and think we so. haven't once done Ice Age Animals, like Saber Two Tigers, Mammoth. Like, you, you know what I mean? Maybe that's the next one, DJ. I mean, or, why not? Yeah, I'm in. I you think know? that's a great idea. Saber Two Tiger or Woolly Mammoth. Let's go. Yeah. Isn't there literally a line in the first Jurassic Park where he's like, "You were so focused on wondering whether you yeah. could that, yeah, whether you should, yeah." Mm-hmm. Like you're not taking your own advice, no, friends. Never. But if you're universal, <laughs> never. No. But if you're, if, if you're universal and you've got that franchise, but you also have fast the fast fra- franchise, and the fast franchise has clearly said we got one more, the yeah. second part of X, and and that's it. And you're looking, and you're like, oh man, Dark Universe didn't work. We don't got you. the monster verse isn't really like we don't know how to you know maybe they're working on it now, but like you gotta you gotta dance with the one out. who brought you. Let me blow your mind. What about, hear me out, original movies? Hold on. You need, <laughs> to, stay you need to stay out of this. What are you talking about, DJ? What did no. I just tell you? Is, no. Stay out of this. You stay out of this, DJ. Yeah. We will only do movies that were successful. Original movies that were successful 30 20, years 30, ago. 40, I'm going to hear yeah, what you said, and I'm going to have Vin Diesel jumping a Tyrannosaur yeah. on the poster. <laughs> we're going to take both, we're gonna take both yeah. franchises, and we're going to put them together. Put them together. That's what's yep. going to happen. That's well, what's dude, happen. With the mummy I, and the, the like mummies I'm, chasing him. I feel like I'm the only person on the planet that saw the trailer for the new uh, Quiet Place movie. And my heart, like, this was never, this was yeah. such a perfect, like, one off, like, yeah, little man. Twilight Zone. I didn't hate the and sequel it, either. It was fine. It's fine. It's yeah, fine. It's, yeah, it's fine. Know, man, it just, it was fine on its so own. I didn't need more yeah. A Quiet Place. That was mm-hmm. a fun little, more, more movies like that. Yeah. In that yeah, it should be, le- it's less quiet now. It's like getting a little louder. No, yeah, this one's just a straight up alien apocalypse movie. It's like I don't understand. Oh, it's like day one or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, the thing was that I was literally okay. So, ironically, Alien, the first Alien, could have been a one-off and never again, and it would have been beautiful. Same thing with Friday the Thirteenth. Could have been a one-off. Even the second one, like, sure, good. Yeah. And we're done. And we're done. And we're done. Yeah, but sure. Like you see, so many franchises that start off with that with that exact formula. It's like you have that one first movie that is just like this movie's perfect. We're done, yeah. right? Like, nope, we're gonna make fucking ten more. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know well, if I can curse. Yeah, we should. I, no, no curse, ask. please. Okay. Like, it, it makes the show more entertaining than what I can me, have offer. I've been doing this for twenty years. So <laughs> nobody wants to hear it. Because, like you, I like I love I love the superhero movies and stuff like that. I'm a little excited for Madam Web, but I but I like that. But I think it's I think it's it's a it's a balanced diet, right? You need you need to be able to have a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. You need to be able to, yeah. to balance it out. And it's such um, uh, there's become such uh, everything's so extreme now in our culture. Mm-hmm. You know, like you have um, the people that have the money have all of the money. And then if you don't have money, you have none of the money. You know what I mean? Like, and it's similarly like everything's, 
either. We're not just talking about film at this point. We are talking oh, straight no, talking about, about the, the, the untaxed world. billionaires. Yeah, like yeah. like uh, it's just it's just it's just a very um, there's not a lot of balance in our culture, and so I think there's a I feel like as a fan of these things. Um, as a fan of genre films, as a fan of comic book movies, as a fan of superheroes and stuff like that, I feel like there's a space for that, but you also want a healthy, and it's not that these movies don't exist. Um, it's mm -hmm. just, it's harder a lot of times to go straight to streaming where they're kind of like buried in the algorithm mm -hmm. or, um, you know, or I'm lucky cause I live in Los Angeles. So I'm able to go and see, um, like when the killer David Fincher's new movie is in like five screens, I'm lucky that I live where one of the screens is and I can actually go yeah. see it in a theater. You know what I mean? Um, but, uh, it, it, it's, it's, um, it's very challenging. It's just not, it's not a healthy or I think a sustainable, um, environment. Uh, and it makes it challenging for, you know, like I feel like a movie like Gunplay is the type of movie that in in a in a healthier environment would be easier to finance. Um, but because of the place we're in, you, we have to go to some uh, go to Kickstarter, which is great because I love the community I built there, and and I and I um, love interacting with my audience in that way, and it allows them a more personalized experience to be a part of it. Um, but you know, it'd be it'd be nice if Mister Moneybags. Uh, like uh, the Argyle, I would need 1% of 1% of Argyle's budget, and I could do everything I want. Matty Vaughn, what are you doing? Come on. Matt, Matt, Matthew Vaughn, love you, man. It's a rounding do. error. The budget I want for Gunplay is a rounding error, error for rounding Argyle. Rounding error. It's, it's the poster budget. Yeah. I remember having a studio tell us that they spent as much as we mm, – I remember getting paid like a residual check for DVDs, even though I never saw a DVD. And I was like, oh, that's funny. And then I was like, where's the rest of it? And they were like, oh, we bought posters. I'm like, where are these posters? I didn't see. I, send me a poster, please. It'd be cool to have a poster. Send me a poster. You go, oh, you guys made posters? No, we just said we paid for posters. Nobody ever saw a poster. But yeah. that stuff happens in Hollywood. And I, and I think this is cool. And let's talk about gunplay. Uh, where did you get the idea of it? Because one of the influences I love, and, and you mentioned the killer and I love that poster they did for the killer yeah, great. that felt like a Brubaker Phillips cover to criminal and geeks. Give us have talked about criminal. You guys got to go read criminal. If you love yeah. crime stories, that's one of the, that's one of the best comics around. Um, what were some of the inspirations for gunplay? And then let's talk about how it became like, I called it a triptych just because it's in thirds and they're interconnected. Oh, you described it great, by the way. It was, yeah. it was perfect. Uh, no, and I'm glad yeah. you mentioned criminal because I actually don't get the, t you know, I kind of like to hit the stuff. That like people, you know, and these are all influences, uh, Good Time, uh, Pulp Fiction, uh, Big Lebowski. But um, I'm glad you mentioned Criminal because a, a, a huge inspiration was uh, Criminal by Edward Baker and Sean Phillips. But also um, David Lapham's Stray Bullets. Motherfucker, you just said yeah. my shit. The only, one of the only autographs I have ever driven to a comic book store to ask for is Dave Laffam yeah. drawing me a picture and giving me an autograph. And yeah. it's, it's somewhere in that office, hopefully not getting dripped on. Yeah. But Straight Bullets, that first Straight Bullets, when I read it in the 90s, working in a comic book store, that first issue of Straight Bullets is a perfect yeah. short story geekscape. Straight Bullets is incredible. It's one of the and, ones I went, I came out, I came in Straight Bullets, started reading Straight Bullets when they when he brought it back. Um, uh, the like Sunshine a, and Roses? Sunshine, no. Roses? It was, I think it was Killers. It was like, because oh it was you like, you want to come to my storage unit and find the originals? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I went There's back because, because I got the, I got, they did a whole collection of the original run and I read that first comic. I'm like, I got to find, and fortunately like, nobody, else story. Reads, nobody else reads Stray Bullets. So I was able to get it for, for like a song. Um, it's that first story with the body in the trunk. You gotta yeah. go it, see and, and reading, this thing. It's perfect. It, reading those stories, because, because, you know, you describe it as a tripic, you know, we're, we're talking about the shorts because each section, you know, uh, people. It's like, three shorts. Is it like. Combined into a film. Continue. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Uh, is it like Grindhouse is like whatever. It's it's closer to something like Pulp Fiction where each section kind of follows a different perspective and characters interweave and they all connect in certain ways. But yeah, straight bullets um, with where you could like read any one of those issues and it's its own little standalone story but you read them together and you get a fuller picture of the world and i'm a sucker for you know another point of reference uh for video game fans like grand theft auto i'm a sucker for like you know a world with uh with a bunch of uh scumbags just trying to like make it you know what oh, i mean yeah. planet earth yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's the world, you know. And- the one we're stuck on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, one yeah. that we're like glued to a rock shooting through vacuum? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. yeah, we shouldn't exist. It's all chaos, brother. And you're somebody just putting a lens at it. And I like it. And Geekscape is, it's called Gunplay. He's raising 30K, but you can help him get there. Uh, well, 10K per short. Yeah. That's what they're trying to raise. You had some proof of concept footage you guys shot, I'm guessing in 2020, 2021, 2020. maybe 2020. Yeah. yeah. It was and you were like, we're rearing to go. It's going to be great. We're going to shoot this year. And then. Yep. That's cough, exactly. Cough. That's exactly right. Yeah. DJ two remembers. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, dude. We were having, we were literally having the time of our life, dude. The entire, okay. The entire crew was like four people. Yeah. maybe maybe five at you know at some points just because it was like i remember darian and i and then i remember dj yeah. and i remember um uh maybe brooklyn who was producing yeah. at that that and, point and dj were at that point were you shooting a proof of concept or you're just shooting the thing you're just no, shooting. We were shooting. no we yeah we were um we were supposed to run the campaign i wanted to run the campaign at the end of 2019 and then for logistical reasons i decided to postpone and i was like if we're going to postpone i wanted to have something to show for it and, sure. and because what was the i i just wanted to in case something you know because um crowdfunding is a crap shoot you know you roll the dice you try to provide everything you can you try to get the right people on board you try to excite people but you never know and so i wanted to have something to show for it little did i know uh that how prescient that was considering you know uh literally like as we were filming we were getting notifications of like hey everything's uh yeah. shut down yeah <laughs> yeah man yeah. and we were we were starting to hear like so we aren't really like we're we're not supposed to be this close so if you guys don't feel comfortable i would yeah. understand that's i remember it's, it's, it was, nice, it was knife play until the pandemic and they had to go six feet across the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. well and we, and we yeah we were we were evaluating in real time like you know how do yeah. we keep people safe like what did we what change we, the script yeah, did yeah. you rewrite it uh, no, the only thing we did, one that's the other tricky thing too, is there's actually a scene I wanted to film with Darian um, and DJ too. Um, uh, feels weird saying DJ two, just because it's, I was on the show. The DJ time. one and DJ A. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. I like DJ two. It yeah. makes me think okay. of Spider-Man, uh, what is it? No Way Home. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Peter one, Peter two, Peter, Peter three. three. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. And then. Um, Point to each other. Um we we there was another scene i wanted to film with them and then we couldn't do the first day was raining and so we couldn't do any exteriors yes uh and so we're like we'll pick it up another day and then and then i think day two was when it was like oh okay everything's shutting down for three weeks is what we were being told and so we're like okay three week in three weeks we'll we'll, we'll come back and now four <laughs> years now it's four years later four years later uh people are living in different states now um did you uh, recast I, anybody? Not no, actually, anybody on the bus. Yeah, everybody I reached back out to, I was like, and I and I re since since then I rewrote the script pretty significantly, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and uh, I was I was very fortunate that everybody was like, yeah, on board, let's do it, and and I was actually I was pretty I was like somebody's gonna be like, no, get the hell out of yeah. here. <laughs> you when you okay, so DJ two is in one of the three shorts, mm-hmm. and Geekscape is if you put in $10 to this Kickstarter, you get to unlock a short for every $10 after that, you unlock another short. And so for 30 bucks, you got yourself the whole movie. And that's basically you going out to the movie theater and getting yourself some popcorn. Um, So you order this thing. Is is there a chance to see DJ two, maybe walking past in one of the other shorts or vice versa? Like how do they kind of fit together? Do they reference each other verbally or they actually, maybe there's somebody who drives a car in one drives it through a wall and another or vice versa, you know, like not, no spoilers, but like how yeah. tightly wound are these? Cause Pulp Fiction, you see them overlap quite a bit. Yeah, No, yeah, no spoilers, but there, there is quite a bit overlap. I, I, I'd like to think each one kind of stands on its own, but they also stack pretty specifically too. Um, in that, you know, if you, so you're putting out $30, you're getting all three and there's a reason you're getting all three. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. And you won all three. Like yeah. you, you yeah. feel like maybe somebody's going to, and and you haven't filmed these yet. And Geekscape no. is that when you go and see this, 
this Kickstarter video that they've got, you want to go to gunplaymovie.com when you're listening to this and go to gunplaymovie.com and it'll lead you to the Kickstarter. When you watch that video, you're going to be like, oh, it's done. Oh, oh, oh where is it? Oh, I can't wait to see it. <laughs> that is the proof of concept footage. And it's the yeah. same thing that in 2012, <laughs> when we shot Hero of the Prophecy with my brother and we were running around Simi Valley with minotaurs and swords and doing fantasy stuff. That's awesome. We, we, we put this stuff up on YouTube and these wrestling fans were like, we can't wait for this movie to come out. And it was a proof of concept trailer. And we were like, about that. And I think that was the the mistake is that it was a shopping trailer. And it was like, and we also made a shopping trailer for something that was horribly expensive. It's pro wrestling fantasy from the effects of the stunts to the costumes, to the not having people overheat in Simi Valley. That's an expensive effing project. This with gunplay, you can do it for 30 grand. Mr. DJ yeah. one. Well, it's one of those, it's one of those things with Kickstarter it, that I think I, at least the question for me, I don't know if it's yes. true for everybody, but it's always like, what is the least amount I can ask for and still provide the product I'm offering? Well, yeah. What's up with that uh, question? Hold uh, on. What? So, yeah. So it's, I want to, you know, cause you want to, you want to make sure you want to pick a number that you feels achievable. Sure. Um, but also feels like you can accomplish the goals. I would love it. It would make me very happy if we got past that goal. Cause the more that uh, provides us an opportunity to do more, we well, um, can shoot trailers between the shorts, um, make we, little glue scenes. You, you know, there's, there's, there's components of the movie that I would love to finance. This is, you know, this is the, this is the bare bones number. This is the, mm-hmm. I pay my actors, I pay my crew. We get the, you know, um, location. Uh, yeah. You know, well, maybe, uh, you <laughs> you know, steal some locations, steal some location, you know what I mean? We're, you know, uh, uh, but you know, the more, <laughs> the, the more we're able to finance, the better the final product will be, the more we'll be able to offer our contributors, but you're absolutely right in that. Uh, I don't have. You know, I think a lot of times people have gotten used to now that bigger names and bigger studios have started using Kickstarter. They're like, you know, a lot of these movies are like, well, you know, Amazon's already bought it, but we want to lost your money. And it's like, no, this is not. If you if we don't fund, it doesn't exist. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Have, is, there's yeah. no angel investor coming in from like uh, a studio to save DJ yet. But uh, yes. one thing Hopefully that yeah, there is, yeah. The crazy thing, remember Geese gave us when we did Doc of the Dead and we actually had a failed Kickstarter and like we had a pretty cool trailer. It had George Romero in it and Simon Pegg and all the people that were in the documentary. That Kickstarter failed, Geese gave us. Like we strategically put it at the wrong time. Like the Kickstarter ended like on Thanksgiving and nobody was in front of their computers on Thanksgiving. They were, they were with their families. And I just remember the, the saving grace of that Kickstarter was that Epics, which is now MGM Plus, I found out, <laughs> Epics was like, we want to make that movie. And we were so lucky because the Kickstarter ran aground. Yeah. And like, wow. that's just a reality of this stuff. So Geekscape is like, I'm going to throw the Kickstarter up. If you're watching this on Facebook, Twitch, or YouTube, I'm going to throw the Kickstarter up on uh, the screen. And we're going to walk a little bit through it, you know. Um, but here we are. I mean, you're just shy of 10 grand. You just, you're, you're, you're less than a third of the way through and you've already raised about a third and we're going to be raising this 30 grand and you got the the gunplay is a pretty cool geekscapist if you are a fan of the pulp stuff if you're a fan of the grindhousey stuff there's some cool stuff in this you got a great trailer it talks about everybody wanting to do it our friend dj two's in it but then just going down the page i love sean whalen he was in the fp man have you ever seen the fp sean whalen is incredible man sean whalen's awesome he's such like a like a the way he like just like uses like his face and the way he says certain things that like, he is super captivating. Like I'm incredibly excited to be working with him. Did you see his strike videos about what a, a character actor makes in the reality of being a character actor when people were like, you're on Nickelodeon. Why do you need a, more money? And his responses, I think it was on TikTok or something like Sean Whalen, who I've been a huge fan of for a very long time. And I love this guy. And I think I got a chance to tell him on the strike lines, like, Hey dude, your TikToks are freaking awesome because he would address the common questions that actors and people in the creative fields were getting, which is like, don't you guys make enough money? And he would say, Hey, listen, let me actually take my paycheck from that project. You just referenced for Nickelodeon or somewhere else. And let me break it down into what I make and what I don't make. And Sean did it really really like neutrally and objectively and effectively. Yeah. And he's awesome. And again, I'm going to go back to our good friend, Jason trust, who's been on the show several times for his series, the FP. 
you got to see the FP, man. Speaking of kickstarted projects, they shot that thing up in Fraser Park. It's about Dance Dance Revolution to the death. And I think it's celebrating its like 10th year anniversary Geeks gave us. It's a post-apocalyptic world where they settle their beefs. Get rival gangs, settle their beef like like Mad Max no. with DDR. And if you lose, wow. you die. It's That's hilarious. FP, and there's been three or four, like two or three FPs after that, but you got to get into it. You got to start with that first FP. I think, I, I think specifically DJ, you're going to love out. that. The FP, the wow. FP is great. And they got like booed out of South by Southwest or something, but fuck those fans. Like the movie's awesome. Uh, okay. I'm going down this Kickstarter. We got Sean Whalen. He's a new reward. You can get some signed stuff. You got these different stories. You're in a short called near mint where uh, you, there's a gay porn. You play a gay porn star. Is it gay for pay? In the video, it says gay for pay. But I think mm-hmm. I think you're just gay in this, or what? What's the story on this? No, he's not. And that's kind of like the whole... That's like a really big aspect of the character. And I don't want to give any spoilers. Okay. But no, he's he's not at all. Only on camera. Only for the film. He, I, he's I, a porn I star. You can, uh, DJT, you can tell me how you think about this. I don't think he perceives himself as gay. <laughs> so, yeah no yeah. not at all not yeah. at all he's yeah he's definitely like it's it, it's so like transactional to him and that aspect that like it doesn't even correlate in his mind he's just like well this is just what i'm doing for money man like what are you talking about you know and it's like it doesn't even like in his mind it doesn't those two things do, he's also very dumb you know which is okay <laughs> sure blissfully so but it makes him susceptible to somebody coming along like less and saying hey can you help me rob this 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 rich king like this kingpin's son and that's that short that short is you guys conspiring and making a plan to rob somebody and then we've got the three pigs one uh and then you've got one for the money shot the third short and it's all about you know crime and guns and and maybe some drugs and you guys all trying to get uh this rich kingpin's kid to get his comeuppance what's cool too is you guys have as a kickstarter exclusive these kind of cool vhs style prints and there's some pins that i like i love the pins i love the masks but dude who did the art for these fake vhs like pulp mag covers so much man those are so when those popped up on your social media i was like oh damn and this sean peacock poster it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, Sean Peacock did the poster. He's an artist I've been, I've been collaborating with on another project. And so I reached out to him to see if he would do the poster. And, it, and I've had the idea for this poster for a very long time because uh, all the shorts take place on the same night, uh, Halloween night. Um, and, uh, and and I wanted to capture that in the poster. And the VHS prints, you know, that's the beauty of Kickstarter. It's all homemade, baby. So those are photographs taken by a variety of people. Um I think mo- both the two of them are by uh, Cam and one of them is by me. But I put those together. I put those together myself. Um, yeah. That was your graphics. They look great, man. Uh, so I even, I even because I didn't want to get dinged for anything. I even, you know, I wanted to capture. You know, the, there's a there's a tactical fe- tactile feel from yeah. from a, the, from I think you know we're on a different we're all on different age spectrums. But we all remember those VHSs going to the block. Yeah, um, no, no, I, I, I call them beta tapes. No, I was gonna, I was gonna say, I was actually gonna say we're kind of closer uh, on the same. <laughs> but then Danelle's a little, uh, a little younger than us. Uh, it's Danielle. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. DJ two. Um, it's DJ two. Yeah, sorry. Um, but yeah, we all remember going to Blockbuster, and I even, I even made those. Um, I even made the stickers that are on them because uh, I didn't want, you know, I didn't want to get, you know, everybody has their own like little designs or whatever. I didn't want to get dinged. I didn't want to uh, take somebody else's work. But yeah, yeah these look like mom and pop VHS is like, like that's, that's my age group. Geekscape. This is, I remember before Kickstarter or before Blockbuster rolled into town and put all those mom and pop shops out of business. I remembered these tapes like this. And I remember that weird door with the beads that led you to the good stuff in mm-hmm. the back yeah so so yeah so it was one of those uh i wanted to kind of i like i like having physical rewards i kind of want to recreate that vibe well, we don't really have physical media mostly just because it's just it you know it takes away from our budget i want every dollar to go into the movie itself um but i still wanted to provide that kind of physical tactile thing and you know they may it's interesting now with kickstarter they make you tick a little box that's like hey is there any ai in this project and i can guarantee you there is not i would every part me or or artists uh that i paid and collaborated with um 
and uh and to me that's part of the beauty uh i mean it's a challenge for me it's a challenge uh, sure. but for the audience hopefully it's kind of like a you know it's it's more it's as close as you get uh in this kind of field to something like handmade no the the, the it's you know, after f that ai stuff like honestly you it, it's not worth it it's just like you didn't get into this to cheat no. you know like if you're a storyteller like i'm a storyteller and you like the tactile feel of doing this stuff and I was reading about, oh my, I'm not going to mention the movie. You guys are going to think I'm going to be an effing film snob, but I, I'm writing a script for, he's been on the show before, Chris White. Uh, he made that amazing movie, uh, Electric Jesus, two years ago, and we're working on a film to work on. And as I'm writing the script, I'm, I'm just sending him reference to movies. Like, da, da, da. One of them is really snobby. But I'm reading up on, up on the movie, and it was shot on this really specific film in 1960s. Mm-hmm. And you see it. You see the tactile nature of that film and i'm sure it can be replicated digitally but for a second i was like that shit still exists mm-hmm. is that something is that something i can shoot on because like the money if you got the well, money when I, yeah when i shot yeah, on gay by dawn like i would say that when i shot gay by dawn and we shot that on super 16 <clears throat> or the reggie and the full, full effect video there's some of the things i've shot on super 16 the money you I'm going to tell you, I think some of it's a lateral move because when you shoot digitally, sometimes you're not so tight with the, with the schedule. And when you shoot on film, I think you actually twist the screws a little harder and you say, okay, like you have got to really economize. You have to economize it. You will roll out of shit and no one's running to the shop to get you more film on that stuff. And I actually miss some of it. (laughs) You know why I'm saying this is because I was in the damn storage unit. This mm-hmm. past weekend, trying to save stuff from the floods, and I was like, "What am I doing with all of this, like sixteen millimeter and thirty-five millimeter film from projects from ten years ago or twenty years <laughs> ago?" And I can't give it up, Geeks Gabus. Like, I'm not a hoarder, but the film I don't, and I've rescanned all of it. Yeah, all of it's been re- digitally rescanned. It's all on the hard drive at the perfect same digital quality yeah. is the film but i can't get rid of the film, I keep that film. it still I smells it. beautifully like fuck no man like i i just literally i know nowhere near as like you know cool Old. as a super 16 but like i i bought a polaroid camera not that long ago and there's nothing like taking a picture and then just like having it like sure you can find a filter on your phone and on app and and you can edit it to make it look similar but like it's there's just the nothing like it, man. A you chemical know, process will do it. I mean, and honestly, like digital's gotten so great, but I remember having to explain it to film students, and I'm like, okay, like ones and zeros are like you're building them like it's like eight bit, and then eight bit becomes sixteen bit, and sixteen. But you're still doing ones and zeros. That's why, like those are like twenty years ago when you had a movie like Once Upon a Time in Mexico. I just remember seeing the explosions in that, or the shadows in whatever that 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 gangster movie is that Michael Mann made with Johnny Depp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and when you saw the, but you see like the explosions. Was it Noir? It, no, Ellie Noir was was uh, Ellie Noir was the dude who did Zombieland. Uh, when when you see the explosions twenty years ago, when you saw like the explosions, they'd have that white blob in the middle because the yeah. the ones and zeros would max out. Or in that Michael Mann movie, when you see shadows, it'd just be this black blob because yeah. like it just bottoms out Geekscapes, and those are filmmakers who are awesome. Yeah. But the digital had an extent. Now I think there's none. Now I think it's beautiful and replicable. That being said, like I, I'm holding on to that film because it's future proofed. Like it can yeah. always be rescanned. Like I love it, uh, and it's romantic to me. It's romantic. Yeah. But I'm looking here at this budget summary and Geekscape is why you want to go to GunplayMovie.com and invest in this if you like everything you're hearing. Is seventy percent of it goes to production costs. Yeah. 10% of it goes to the campaign fees of putting this whole thing on Kickstarter. 20% of it goes to making and fulfilling the rewards that go to you. At no point am I seeing too much of this. Yeah, there's cast crew, they get fed and this and that, but it sounds like you're really you're really cutting it thin on this thing and making sure that the, the what these kids pay for ends up in front of their eyes, man. I commend you on that stuff. Looks good. 30 grand. Okay, man. You're going to I think you're going to make it. Thank Knock you. Knock on wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just got to keep pushing. Keep pushing that rock up that hill. When do you want to shoot this thing? Let's talk. 
uh, once every time i gotta get this thing funded first no, no, yeah, like, yeah. well you're gonna get it funded but like like funded first i also <laughs> think, like, when can we expect our film but like when do you when do you want to shoot is this something you want to shoot over the summer i also think iatsi starts their contract negotiation i want to say in july so you know let's say we find i want to kind of not not that i think our, our we'll be able to afford our union crew um but you know i'd still want to like maybe uh, beat that clock you know have you ever gotten flipped had your shoot flipped? No. <laughs> Fucking horseshit. Yeah, yeah. I, you, I, I, I tell you the story. We were shooting a, a pro, the, during like, I think there's like an 08, 07, whatever. There wasn't a writer's strike. There was a Nazi strike. Escape is where you're shooting a promo for a major conglomerate. This is Viacom. Uh, we were shooting a promo. I, it was a commercial. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I mean, I'm and we were shooting and I had my camera crew. And they were all in the union, and they sent these guys, these three guys, geeks gave us. It was up here off of more of a Magnolia or somewhere. And I remember these guys showing up, and they had texted my DP, and they and who now shoots TV shows. And he said, and they said, if you don't walk at lunch, we're going to kick you out, you and your guys. And I remember them being like a shift of energy on set, and my DP, who I love, it's just like man, I'm really sorry about this, John. I was like, ah, what's going on? And my producer came to me and was like, I'll handle it. And it cost us more money because we did we did turn it into a union shoot, as I think we should have. Uh, we had to pay a day of health care and stuff like that. Um, but, man, the, I'll tell you this. You want to talk about gunplay? The guys they sent to stand across the street and stare at us, DJ, <laughs> were like, you're going to use them as extras. They were in these <laughs> suits, these low red suits, and they looked like Heidi's rewatching The Sopranos. Yeah. And I and I had to do a double take to make sure that they weren't these dudes. <laughs> they were sitting across the street. And they're like, mm-hmm. if you don't do this, we're going to yeah. kick you out of the union, break your legs, break your knuckles. And like they flipped the shoot. Yeah. And it was a one day shoot. It's fine. They flipped the shoot. I've heard of people getting 15 day, three week, one month shoots flipped. Yeah. It's, it's not pretty, man. They send, they send the guys who look like Sopranos to fight. Mm-hmm. I'm serious. They'll do it, DJ. Yeah. You better yeah, shoot you before at, July. When you're talking about what DJ Two's talking about, when you're when you're talking about like four people on set, you know, that's not that's that's not flipping. That's, Who's that's, gonna defend you? Yeah. Daniel's gonna defend you. Daniel, go go fight those yeah, guys. Yeah, dude. Let's go. Yeah. They're gonna show up it. with their pipes and their crowbars and be like but hey, listen, man. Maybe you know. Maybe we fund enough. Maybe I'll be be able to afford a union crew. I love supporting unions. So what you got to do is not do that. Keep the cameras running, and then film those guys beating up your dudes, and that's part of the crime movie. Don't film those guys breaking my legs. Great. Break the bread nice. legs. Yeah. Can you afford yeah, a flex yeah. budget? Yeah. You got health insurance. Just let them break your legs, and then, but make sure it's filmed. Yeah. You got an effects budget. No effects budget. Just let them do that. <laughs> what sacrifice for your art, man? Let the union break your legs. <laughs> The guys they send you, man. Yeah. You're gonna see. You'll see. By the I'm way, gonna, I do, I'm gonna, I do, I'm gonna I do. make the phone call, tip them off. These guys are shooting down the street. I don't think they're union. I have to say, since you know, you were going through the the Kickstarter page, and I don't uh, DJ, I don't even think I DJ one, I don't think I've told you this. I was just talking to myself for a second. DJ one, I don't know if I've told you this. All the things that you've made, the posters, the like VHS things. The titles. Now, like the pins, titles. It's making me even more of a fan of this project than what I already was. Like I read the script and I was like, there's no way I'm not I like I can't avoid being a part of this. Like there's no way. Yeah. And then now seeing all of this incredible like love and effort that you've put into making even just like the promo stuff. Like I can't I can't wait to be a part of like making this thing. Because it's just gonna be, it's just gonna be amazing, dude. It's gonna be so beautiful. Thank well, you. Bad well, news, DJ, too, because there is a way you can't be a part of it, and that's that the Geekscapers don't roll out and help fund it. You hear that, Geekscapers? Go check out this out there. movie. Get out there. But or yeah, else no, this guy DJ Two is gonna go crying. Uh, but yeah, it's it's you know I I learned I learned early on that with Kickstarter you want to try and you know you don't want to necessarily spoil everything, but you want to treat uh, your backers like investors, and you want to help them understand the vibe and you want to kind of sell what interests you about it. And I'm, I'm very lucky that, you know, I already have this talented cast that wants to be a part of it. And so um, I think we had to piecemeal it out. So like some of the pictures are taken by our director of photography, Ken, some of the pictures are taken by me. Those are unfortunately the worst ones. Sorry, everybody. It all looks uniform. Uh, it all looks like the vibe though. You put it, all the, it all has the same vibe, dog. 
Yeah. So, yeah. so I'm very lucky to have incredible collaborators. I'm very excited um, to work with uh, DJ Two. He did really great work on the proof of concept we shot. Um, Darian, Mina, Roxy. Uh, if you know, guys are familiar with my previous work, you'll, you'll probably know Steve Zaragoza, Whitney Moore, and Brie Esterig. Um, uh, I think, I think, it, I think people will really be into it um, if you back it, if you support it. I think you know we don't get an opportunity to get a lot of movies like this anymore, and you and you definitely won't get the kind of peek behind the curtain you're going to get if if you back it because we're going to keep you updated we're going to let you know what this process is like and you'll you know you'll be in the weeds there with us and so i think that's the beauty of kickstarter is that community and that ability to be uh more a part of the process i mean literally you can also there's a you can be a part of the movie there's a there's a tier where you can uh, uh have a part in the movie itself or be a producer get your name on imdb there's a lot of cool stuff geeks gave us i don't know what else to tell you we don't get to jim Carter legacy <laughs> if you don't do get this is yeah. gun this gunplay the road to jim cotta legacy starts here yeah. like <laughs> would you do it i'm 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 being real like dj would i do it yeah because we had the producer kickboxer and like the guy who created kickboxer like we had him on the show of course you guys geeks gave us remember that like it's a that's adjacent to mm-hmm. jim cotta we could make some phone calls and get the rights to maybe some jim cotta sequels if i'm DJ sure they're really expensive it, if dj's a part of it at all even just he like plays a, just writing he plays a, a farmer who fights you in this town square. Amazing. He plays. He he's going to be the. He's going to be the big boss because he's going to look like he's twice my size. If he's involved in it at all, I'm in, man. I'm in. Okay. He's going to rip a log apart like Steve Rogers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just yeah. I wanted to... this badass. Yeah. And if it's dependent on my involvement, I have no pride. If you give me a paycheck, I'll do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, have you all got? Right. This guy on social media, his name is Thorin Bradley. That sounds familiar. What's it? What's his deal? He, all he does, first of all, he's incredibly hot, and all he does is just chop wood. But it's just the way that he does it, and okay. he does the Steve Rogers thing every once in a while. Just rips a fucking log up in half, dude. Like, God bless, man. It's and he's got like a beautiful beard. Like he's. Yeah, it's really. Is he like the the mountain from Game of Thrones? You've seen that dude, of course. No, no, he's not. He's just like no. He's just like a strong guy. He's not like huge. He's just like a strong guy, and he's like really kind. He's a yeah. Have you been DMing with this guy? Do you know this guy personally? Because he could be. No, I would love. No, I I'm intimidated by him in like in like a "Hmm," wait. You know what I mean? Um, Can you send him a DM over the weekend? See if he's down for Jim Cotta Legacy. I mean, I know we still got gunplay to do, but like I'm thinking about the Geekscape (laughs) Productions brand and like making a. I got to start making like a assembly line of products here of projects. Whole connected universe. That's how we can we do this. Like, uh, let's start working on Jim Cotta Legacy. Okay. Let's hit up that guy Thorin Oakenshield. Uh Thorin Bradley, it, but okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like okay. Oakenshield better. Yeah. Well, that's in the that's the Hobbit. Uh <laughs> let's let's get him on board. Yeah. And, right? And it, let's have him rip a human in half though in the movie. Yeah. yeah. It'd be sick. Duh. Duh. Yeah. And then yeah. and then DJ you got yeah. Okay, we can do this. Okay, so Geekscape is you have your mission. Mm-hmm. You got to go to this Kickstarter. It's gunplaymovie.com. Go to the Kickstarter. Help us get the get the gunplay done so that the DJs can go to work. Yep. Because right after that, we're going to reward you with a little thing called Kickstarter. <laughs> called Joe's doing so well. Jim got a legacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love the cease and desist I'm going to get from whoever owns the owns 12 cent value Jim cut a brand. It was like, yeah. you son of a bitch. <laughs> I was gonna write Jim. Oh, they're gonna love the buzz, buzz you're giving them. I was gonna say they're gonna be so excited. They're gonna be like, yeah. oh, oh. I get Google alerts now. Oh, up now. It's my time. This whole podcast is the process to be aging myself with these references. People, are like, what the hell's Jim Cotta? And then they're like, holy shit, that's an old movie, but it's quality. And uh, you don't get Hunger Games without Jim Cotta. You probably do. You probably do. You probably don't get yeah. get it without Most Dangerous Game, the the short story. But Jim Cotta. Or uh, uh, surviving the game with Ice T, they're all the same genre. Uh, you know, uh, Judgment Night. I mean, can we just look at the? Can we just look at the? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the poster. Cotta. Yeah, man, you start Incredible. practicing to fight people on a rope bridge, Romy. Jim Cotta legacy is going to happen. Uh, anything else you guys want to add? What are these social medias that you guys? Where can we find you? Where can we learn more about this? 
DJ we saw the gunplaymovie.com, but but what's your what's your D, what's your DJ one? What is your social media? You can find me at DJ Talks Trash. I do this podcast only stupid answers. You can find that wherever podcasts are. But seriously, gunplaymovie.com. Please go there. Please check it out. Please support it if you can. We really appreciate it. Yeah. And Daniel, where can we find you? I'm on Instagram. I'm headbutt you through the screen. Daniel J. Leva. Um, but I get like you can follow me there. I do Twitch Twitch streams as well. I do like uh video game stuff. Um, but yeah, more importantly, I don't I I would prefer that you go to gunplaymovie.com and back that instead of following me or doing anything. Just we we want to get this made very very badly. Geekscape is the good thing is you can follow them and go to gunplaymovie.com. Thanks. And and it's going to be awesome and then you, then you'll be right there where you're supposed to be when news of Jim Cotta legacy comes down the pipe. <laughs> uh, Geeks you know where to find my ass. Uh, we're here at Geekscape. We got 35 shows, I think on the network now. Uh, Matt Kelly and I, every time I, Matt Kelly and I meet and talk about like what the state of the network is, he's like, I'm going to add this show. He just added this show. Yeah. Okay. It's young adult uh, novels. So it's a very popular book vertical and we got to show all about it and i think i want to promote that in the next episode or two uh i've got some more people waiting to do some geekscape so i'm super excited about it we got some huge news coming very soon uh about a lot of things but i just appreciate you guys listening uh if you want to hang out between the episodes listen to other geekscape shows or go to geekscape forever on facebook or you can do a million other things. We're on all the socials. Just search for Geekscape and you'll find us. Thank you guys so much for listening or watching. And again, gunplaymovie.com uh, is where you can donate to uh, this amazing Kickstarter with our amazing friends. It was great getting to know you, uh, Daniel. And it was awesome having you on the show again, DJ. Thanks for Love having me, man. Of course. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. Uh, Geekscapers don't hate create. Peace. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 